Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Please stand with me for the reading from the gospel according to Luke. As he drew near to Jericho, a blind man was sitting by the roadside begging. And hearing a crowd going by, he inquired what this meant. They told him, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. And he cried out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And those who were in front rebuked him, telling him to be silent. But he cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and commanded him to be brought to him. And when he came near, he asked him, what do you want me to do for you? He said, Lord, let me recover my sight. And Jesus said to him, recover your sight. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he recovered his sight and followed him, glorifying God. And all the people, when they saw it, gave praise to God. He entered Jericho and was passing through. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich. And he was seeking to see who Jesus was. But on account of the crowd, he could not, because he was small in stature. So he ran on ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was about to pass that way. When Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all grumbled. He has gone in to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I restore it fourfold. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, since he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Amen. You may be seated. So today is Palm Sunday, the day we celebrate Jesus and his entry into Jerusalem. He rode in on a donkey with an eager crowd lining the streets, shouting his praises and ushering him into the city. It marks the beginning of the Holy Week on the Christian calendar. It prepares us to dive headfirst into the story of Jesus' death and resurrection. And it gives us a time to celebrate Jesus as the triumphant Prince of Peace. I have therefore decided to focus today's sermon on Jesus' passage through Jericho instead. Why? The two stories we just read are a paired set in Luke's Gospel, and they take place on the journey toward Jerusalem via Jericho. The first happens on the road just before Jesus enters Jericho, and the second on the road just after he exits. They both beg the question, how will you react when Jesus comes to town? In the Palm Sunday liturgy, we are encouraged to enter into the story as participants in the adoring crowd. We grab our palm branches, we shout, Hosanna, 
and we identify with those who made the triumphal entry such an energized, enthusiastic celebration of Jesus, the coming King. But there are other ways to react when Jesus comes to town. And I would like to reflect on those today, too. Sometimes they're even necessary before we're ready to shout his praises. Praise is an excellent, joyful, right, and proper way to react to Jesus entering your city, entering your life, entering your circumstances. But sometimes we instead need to ask for mercy or offer our repentance. I would like to read the first story again, beginning in chapter 18, verse 35. And hearing a crowd going by, he inquired what this meant. As he drew near to Jericho, a blind man was sitting by the roadside begging. And hearing a crowd going by, he inquired what this meant. They told him, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. And he cried out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And those who were in front rebuked him, telling him to be silent. But he cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and commanded him to be brought to him. And when he came near, he asked him, What do you want me to do for you? He said, Lord, let me recover my sight. And Jesus said to him, Recover your sight. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he recovered his sight and followed him, glorifying God and all the people when they saw it, gave praise to God. In this story, Jesus is approaching Jericho and the streets outside are lined with people. It's not unlike Palm Sunday in that way. It's like the pregame of Palm Sunday. And there's a blind man sitting outside the city gate by the roadside. This was likely his spot to sit and beg. He sat and listened for passers-by and made himself available for them to give alms to. In his Middle Eastern context, this is a mutually beneficial arrangement for him and the community. He receives money and lives off their generosity, and they have a very public opportunity to show their devotion to God by giving a little something to the poor. That's his role in community life. But on this day, he heard something different than the usual rhythms of the city. He heard an excited crowd gathering, going out. What was happening? He asked someone passing by, and they tell him, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. This man has heard about Jesus before, it seems. Maybe he has heard the stories of him healing other people who are blind, like himself. Knowing Jesus is nearby triggers in him the desire, the need to call out to him and ask for his mercy. He has to shout to make himself heard over the crowds because he can't find his own way to the front. When he shouts, he uses a title that is only used one other time in the Gospels, Son of David. That title proclaims Jesus a descendant of King David, rightful heir to the throne that God promised him forever and ever. It is a statement affirming Jesus as God's anointed ruler, his Messiah. He does not see with his eyes, but he understands what is happening, and he will not let this encounter with Jesus pass him by. The crowd at this point tells him to quiet down. 
This isn't about him. This is about the community giving Jesus a grand entrance, enticing him to stay in their city and honor it, pushing the most distinguished people to the front of the line to greet him. He's ruining the procession because he won't stay in his place. The crowd tries to make him disappear. But Jesus hears him. And he commands the crowd, the same people who had just tried to make the man disappear, to instead bring the man forward. Jesus refuses to listen to what the crowd has to say about this man. He refuses to let him disappear. He hears this one voice out of the multitude, stops the whole parade, and commands this beggar to be brought forward. Then they have this encounter, and Jesus asks him, what do you want me to do for you? He says, Lord, let me recover my sight. And Jesus said, recover your sight. Your faith has made you well. As we will continue to see, Jesus does not deal with crowds. The crowd is its own character, its own creature, which can honor a man one moment and crucify him the next. Jesus deals with people. In this scene, Jesus demands a humanizing moment with this beggar. He commands him to be brought forward, to be made visible for this encounter, and then he asks him, what do you want me to do for you? It's not a given that this man wants to be healed of his sight. His blindness is his job. It's his role in the community. It's how he makes a living. Jesus does not assume to know what this man is asking him to do. He wants to hear from him. You asked for mercy. What do you want me to do for you? The man responds in faith, knowing that Jesus is both willing and able to heal him. And he experiences that healing. He continues responding in faith by glorifying God and following Jesus along the way. When Jesus comes to town, sometimes we must first cry out for mercy and then follow him with our praise. As I said earlier, the story of the blind be beggar is one of a pair. That story concerns how Jesus interacts with the lowly in society, with one who lives on the bottom rungs of his community. Jesus hears him, humanizes him, shows him mercy, and the crowd rejoices. Everyone loves it when Jesus uplifts the oppressed. The next story is very different. Let me read it again. He entered Jericho and was passing through. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich. And he was seeking to see who Jesus was. But on account of the crowd, he could not, because he was small in stature. So he ran on ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was about to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all grumbled. He has gone in to be a guest of a man who is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood 
and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor, and if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I restore it fourfold. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, since he also is the son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. This story is not about how Jesus treats the oppressed in society. It is about how he treats the oppressor, the one who is segregated from his community and slandered because of his own actions, because of his treatment of others, because of his position of power. It seems to take place as Jesus is leaving Jericho. The translation here says that he is passing through, which emphasizes that he's not planning on stopping. Jericho is not his destination. Jerusalem is. Likely the crowds are trying to get Jesus to stay, introducing him to people that they think should have the honor of hosting him. Like the blind man, Zacchaeus is kept from seeing Jesus by the crowds. But his problem is not that he cannot see. His problem is not even that he's too short. His problem is that he's not respected by his community. An important and dignified man could expect a crowd like this to make way for him at an event like this. It shouldn't matter that he's too short to see over the crowd. The detail only matters because he's not respected enough to be ushered to the front with the other city leaders and not tall enough to make up for that fact. Why is he not respected? As the chief tax collector, he was a living symbol of Roman occupation and corruption. Zacchaeus oversaw the bureaucratic hierarchy that exacted wealth from people to run Caesar government. He collaborated with that system and was also probably suspected of fudging the numbers for his own gain. He did not run his administration in a world where the tax law was public record and every farmer with a calculator or a decent accountant could see for themselves why the government had asked for this or that amount. Luke emphasizes that he was the chief tax collector and that he was rich. However he was running things, when it was time to pay up, Zacchaeus got a bit richer and everyone else got a bit poorer. But Zacchaeus, like the blind man, wanted to come near to Jesus somehow. Maybe he had heard that Jesus had a tax collector in his top 12. He didn't want to be seen by Jesus, but he wanted to get close. So he did two things that a dignified man would never do in his culture. He ran and he climbed a tree. Imagine the crown prince of Norway running to catch a bus, or the president of the United States getting a senior citizen discount ticket on a seat in the last row of a football game. Children run, and children climb trees, and that's fine. A grown man, high in society, is humiliating himself. Sycamore trees are these low-growing trees with broad, shady leaves. Usually, they were only allowed to grow outside of the city, and they make good shelter for travelers or good hiding places for robbers. For Zacchaeus, it seemed like the perfect spot 
for him to get close to Jesus without anyone noticing. Of course, the crowd does notice, and so does Jesus. His reputation was probably getting worse by the second as his half-baked plan unfolded and people began to point. But Jesus interrupts this embarrassing scene and calls out to him by name, saying, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay in your house today. In that moment, he bestows honor on a man who had no honor. He again bypasses the grumbling crowds to see and humanize and restore this man. Remember, Jesus was already leaving Jericho behind him, but he changes course to come and make himself a guest in the house of Zacchaeus. The crowd is not pleased this time. They were all about Jesus having mercy on the oppressed and downtrodden. They are not so sure about him extending grace to the oppressor. But Zacchaeus seizes this moment and responds in faith. He does as Jesus commands and hurries down. He brings him to his home and hosts him lavishly. He continues responding in faith by repenting of the very wrongs that had made him rich half of his goods to the poor. If he's defrauded anyone, he'll repay them fourfold. Probably he's exaggerating rather than giving exact percentages, but the scale of it shows his authenticity. In response to the grace that Jesus showed him, he renounces the way of living that got him to where he is today and got busy making restitution to the people he had wronged. When Jesus comes to town, sometimes we must first respond to his grace by repenting of our sins before we are ready to follow him with our praise. Maybe this Palm Sunday, you blend easily into a crowd of people shouting Hosanna and praising Jesus as he enters the city. If that's how you come to Jesus today, then come loud and come strong. Shout your praise. Exalt Jesus as the true king of the truest kingdom. But there are other seasons of the soul, other stages of life, and other ways of responding to Jesus entering your world. Maybe instead you identify more with the blind beggar cut off from the celebration by your hardship, cut off from Jesus by the crowd, unnoticed, disappearing under the excitement of others. Maybe you have a deep need, a need for healing, a need for provision, a need for connection, that you know Jesus could do something about if only you could get his attention through all of this commotion. If that is how you come to Jesus today, cry out in your heart, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. He hears you. He is asking, what do you want me to do for you? I cannot know what you will ask Jesus to do for you 
or what Jesus will say or do in response. But I do know that he is here for this. He is all about these bare human encounters with you. He will literally stop the parade to hear you. Call out for his mercy. Or maybe you identify with Zacchaeus. And when Jesus comes to town, you find yourself longing to get a glimpse of him, wishing that you were the kind of person who could walk to the front of the line with your head held high to greet him. But instead, there is something keeping you back. Something you need to confess. Something you regret. Something you're afraid to let go of. Maybe the crowd has told you through their actions or their words that you are not someone Jesus wants to see while he's in town. If that is you today, know that Jesus sees you hiding and his grace was made for moments like these and for people like you. He is eager for you to hurry down. He is inviting himself to come into your home. The Holy Spirit is eager to bring joy and salvation into your soul and to restore you to the people around you. I cannot know what you need to bring to Jesus today, but I do know that he is here for it. He is all about these encounters with you. He will change his travel plans to bring you new life and new honor. As we prepare to come forward to the table of Holy Communion, carefully consider how you will respond to Jesus coming to town. Come, shouting his praises. Come, crying out for mercy. Come, needing to repent and receive his grace. Come prepared to be seen and ready to respond in faith. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you that you may know that he is gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face towards each and every one of you into the reality of your lives, into the darkest of your days and your biggest joys. May he bring you his peace. So go in the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and serve the Lord and serve the world joyfully.